Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Ketchup Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson joining the No Catch-Up Hotline. Writer at Heavy.com. NBA insider. Overall curator of culture, as he states on on his Twitter page. Make sure you go follow him, at Scoop B. What's going on, my friend? Staying out the way while still working, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. I appreciate you coming on, and that's exactly right. Get shit done, but stay out the way. Because you, you, you in New York, you you in the middle of it. Yeah, like I was telling you before we started, man, just just really getting stuff done. Um, I'm not afraid to stay home, um, but at the same time, um, you know, not being able to get on the road and travel is, is, is cumbersome. But I'll be honest with you, um, you know, kind of being in this space, you as a creative, I'm sure you can relate. This is a time to really kind of set your goals and get some of your passion projects done and things that you've wanted to get done for a while. This is time to catch up. No pun intended. We on a no catch up podcast. You already know. Time to catch up. Lock in. Dig in. (laughs) Yes, sir. So what you been hearing? NBA has now, it seems like this shit has been canceled or not played forever now. Um, What are you hearing? What's the latest? Are... What are the options? What do you think is the best option? Uh, give me your thoughts on it. Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, I think health is, is, a, is, a, is an option. Um, I think that, uh, well, I don't think I know. April 15th is the last, um, pretty much the last day of the NBA season. And, um, you know, the, the first and foremost, um, 
it doesn't look like the season will be as is. It doesn't look like people are going to come back tomorrow. Um, as as uh, my colleague Sean Sharani of the Athletics uh, reported, uh, the Athletic reported that you know uh, President Donald Trump has urged commissioners from all leagues, you know, to to start play as soon as possible. And the NBA, in turn, uh, you know, is consulting with um, health professionals in, in this regard. So uh, I'll start from the beginning. Um, from what I was hearing, and, and it changes a lot, um, the NBA has considered anywhere from June to August um, potentially starting uh, the season and only having a regular season of six games remaining. Um, because when you look at the schedule, there were about 20 games that the that teams were going to end up missing. Um, and, and so with that being said, uh, they resume the season. Um, play about six games. So you look at the NBA's Western Conference and, you know, you had teams on the outside looking in like the, the Portland Trailblazers, for example, looking at, you know, trying to to get that eighth seed. Um, and then you have the Memphis Grizzlies in the eighth seed in the Western Conference. So, you know, the, the Portland Trailblazers who have been injured all season, off and on, did sign Melo, you know, they could be at a disadvantage because Memphis has been more consistent than it seems just on paper. Um, but the other thing that's interesting about that is this. Okay, you look at teams like the 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 the, the um, Bucks and the Lakers, um, first place most of the season, all of the season, pretty much. Man, they Bucks get a chance. Been running to... boys over all year, it's been crazy. Just until me. just until they bumped into LeBron right before it shut down. But yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're you're fine, and it's interesting you bring that up, man, because you know you look at Giannis in that game against the Lakers, bumped and bruised. Now he's home, spending time with his new baby, his lady, and you know doing calisthenics. He doesn't have a gym in his house, so you know you look at this situation of starting a season. A lot of these guys kind of have to um, get some level of workout in uh, and, and some mini training camp to start. You know, it's not like you could just turn on a car and have it sit for three months or even a year and then hypothetically speaking and then rev it back up. You you gotta warm it up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. You can't just and it sounds like folks just are like, yo, cancel it, let's just jump into the playoffs. It's like, ah, it's not that easy. Yeah. Because I, I think if you jump into the playoffs like that, you kind of give these younger guys a chance. You you look at the, in the Eastern Conference. You look at uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Excuse me, they're not in the Eastern Conference. Let me start from the beginning. One, two, three. You look at the Indiana Pacers. They are a dark horse team in comparison to the Bucks. Um, quietly, I think they could take the Bucks. How do you feel about them uh, doing the rest of the season without fans? I think that's uh, that goes without saying, right? What other have you heard any other options? I know they're talking about going out to Vegas and doing like a tournament style. I know LeBron was chiming in. What is if if say if you were Adam Silver, hypothetically speaking, what would what do you think would be the the most efficient and and best best play for the the overall way to end the season? Because well, because where I get confused is like, okay, are we going to push this into September? And then is the next season going to get pushed? Like, where does it stop? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, it's interesting. I've had a few uh, former players, uh, retired players like Kenny Anderson uh, on the, on my podcast, Scoopy Radio. And then, you know, free agent uh, Jamal Crawford. And uh, I asked Kenny Anderson um, if this reminds him of the lockout in the late 90s. And he said, similar but different because of course you're dealing with a pandemic versus a work stoppage because of money. Uh, but when you look at that situation uh, with the NBA, number one, if you're to start it in September, you definitely have to have a break and you kind of got to treat it like how you treated the second lockout in 2011, where maybe you start in December 
Um, Christmas Day. Yeah, exactly. And Derrick Rose put on a I know recently Derrick Rose put on a performance against the Lakers at Staples Center on Christmas Day. That was a, a game for the ages. So, you know, to answer your question, yeah, they're going to have to kind of start if they start the season or resume the season. They're going to have to resume the season and then start it a little later for next season, but then bring it back to normal. You know the way it was this year. So you're looking at like a a, a, a two season project. To kind of bring a sense of normalcy. I think it's ideal. Um, I'm a basketball purist. I didn't like when they took the NBA logo off the shoulder of the jerseys. I'm, so. with, you. I'm with you. <laughs> bring bring back the old finals uh, calligraphy on the court. All that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm 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 all about the the, the basketball purist back in the '80s, '90s, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah, man. So to, 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 to further my assessment, um, what I've heard is anything from, I mean, I know Spencer Dinwiddie tweeted uh, a, an idea where basically he said, you know, you kind of do a, a NCAA tournament bracket kind of situation with the NBA. Here's the problem with, with, with um, the summertime, and it's going to be interesting to observe. Okay, so you, you talk about starting the season June, July, August, September even, right? Um. Say everybody gets back to normal around then. Arenas have schedules. So, okay, say you start in July. For example, Big Three has their games and an arena. Um, you may have some concerts. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know everything about concerts, but I know that people put up money anywhere from Live Nation to whatever venue, your Ticketmaster, whatever it may be. You got to kind of rearrange the schedule. So then, you know, there's things that have been discussed where, you know, you, you play games at teams practice facilities because that's, you know, that's separate from um, the actual arena. Most teams have practice facilities. You look at the Lakers, for example, they, they have, you know, the, the their practice facility in El Segundo. Uh, you, you look at the Bulls, the Advocare centers across the street from the United Center. You, you know, typically you have arenas and then you have the practice center. So you have that. But fans are the fabric of, of, of sports, not just basketball, sports. So it's like, OK, how do you make this happen for players where they're safe and in turn? Um, fans still get the user experience. Um, you look at just fans who have already paid their money. It's interesting in retrospect to see Spike Lee and the Knicks kind of, you know, go toe to toe about seating and entrances and everything else. And Spike saying, right. you know, I'm not showing up for the rest of the season. Neither is anybody else. So what's going to happen? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what's going to happen when, when the new season resumes? That's going to be interesting to observe. So I, I just think that, that, that there is a, a big dichotomy. And, you know, ultimately. It's a logistical I, nightmare, bro. Simply put, it's just a logistical nightmare. Yes. There's so many moving parts. So many things are getting pushed back, delayed. Everyone's going to either want their money back or credit. Just logistically, it's abs- it's an absolute nightmare. And I think you bring up yeah. a very valid point with concerts and other things going on in these arenas that these are not just hooping arenas. These are not just no. hockey arenas. You know what I mean? And as you're talking about fans wanting their money back, I think about – um, you know, Tyson knocking somebody out. What was that? He put, he fought Peter McNeely and knocked about 13 seconds. Yeah, that's the classic. <laughs> yeah, way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 interesting. Um, and I say it's even difficult for see, I blur the line between actually interviewing exclusives but also information. It, it's difficult for information people because you got one reporter that's saying 
you know, the NBA is angling towards, you know, ending the season, then horse comes out. Then, you know, we, we're still discussing, you know, anywhere from July to September of a season still starting. I think, I mean, everybody's hearing different things, but I think ultimately, I think we're still in this waiting period. You know, now supermarkets, some in, in some states, require you to wear masks uh, as this, as this, you know, continues to to, to yeah, propel. It's, so it's a lot of question marks. Nobody knows. Yes, people yes. people talking like they know, but nobody knows. Like nobody, all the way up to the top. You know what I mean? So let you know, but it, it's. I think we're still in this this weeding out process. I think May. Uh, will be a, a line of demarcation for certain choices and decisions to be made. Absolutely. So this is this is a perfect segue. I was going to bring this up later on in the interview, but let's talk about this right now since that's what we were talking about anyway. What do you feel like you were robbed of? Me and my co-host Big Nick the Quick have been talking about how this was one of the best NBA regular seasons in a minute because we didn't have the juggernaut, the Golden State Warriors in the background looking at everybody almost like a a Bowser and Mario, like, yeah, y'all can go ahead and have fun, but we're at the end of the tunnel and y'all can't beat us, right? right? What do you feel like you were robbed of? Is it is it Le- is it LeBron trying to go get the title? Is it Giannis trying to push the Bucks over the top? What was the, your favorite storyline that you were following and, and enjoying the most as the season pushed towards the playoffs? I think you said something that really stood out, um, enjoying, um, particularly – over the last year and a half or the 18 months, uh, I, my profile personally has risen and I've been on the forefront of a lot of Lakers stuff, um, just news and things that are going on. Um, to that point, last season, I was in a, in a grind mode, just fat gathering and getting information and hearing things and told things, calls, texts, et cetera. This season, I've actually enjoyed watching basketball. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, bro, because it was it was wide open. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think um, somebody told me this years ago, they said, um, pick something that you like from your childhood um, and bring that into your adulthood. And for me, basketball has always been that portion. But I think. Um, watching LeBron James, it seems to me that he's falling in love with the game all over again, just the way he's played. Um, I enjoy watching LeBron play basketball. I've seen him play in Brooklyn. I've seen him play in Philly this year. I've I've seen him play in Chicago. Um, I've seen him play in the All-Star game. Uh, I've I've seen him a lot more this year than in past years. Um, And and watching him play, um, it, it reminds me of, you know, my freshman year in college at Eastern University, right outside of Philadelphia, playing NBA Live 2003, where he had J.R. Brimmer, Darius Miles, uh, Zajunas Sokowskis, uh, uh, Ricky Z. Davis on his team. Um, watching him then and watching him now seems the same. And I think he's tuned out a lot of noise and he's been on a mission. But I think in that same breath, what's disappointing is, you mentioned that the Warriors um, are, are not in conversation. Well, here's the thing. The Warriors have been getting rest, and the Warriors uh, are, are likely going to get a top, I'll say anywhere from 5 to 10 pick in this draft. And this was the window for LeBron more than any other year to get it without Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. That's or what I'm Green saying. Yeah, absolutely. This was a big window. So I, I enjoy um, – 
not just watching LeBron play. Um, I've enjoyed Anthony Davis uh, playing as well. I, I've chronicled the, the Lakers um, the last two seasons, um, and in particular this season, spending more time with the players and just learning about their journey, like spending time with um, uh, players and they're telling me about the Lakers group texts. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a it's like a, 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 what's the word I'm it's looking like for? It's like a big family over there. LeBron brings that. He, he, he makes exactly. everyone feel included. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. Like even yeah. you could look at all those LeBron squads from Cleveland to Miami. He made Mario Chalmers and those guys feel like they were Gary Payton. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the spirit and the the, the togetherness that he brings with the Lakers. And I think that's exactly. kind of what you were getting at. Yeah, 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 for sure. You um you you, you alluded to the, the Mario Chalmers thing, barring them almost getting to a fight on the court. It's all love. Um, when you when you look at the Lakers organization throughout the course of the season, you know they weren't just a top. They were in first place, but they dealt with a lot of um. Ups and downs, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope shooting woes at times. Um, you know, even Danny Green not necessarily feeling he's the sharpshooter that they brought him in to be. Um, and hence finding his role. He's he shared that with me. You look at Jared Dudley and the role that he plays as the glue guy on the bench, the OG. Kyle Kuzma finding his rhythm and being the 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 the, the, the cool guy anywhere between the GQ to the Dennis Rodman on that team. Um, and, 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 you know, you look at, you know, LeBron and look at Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis told me, um, that he and LeBron have this running joke, um, that basically, um, their pick and roll isn't quite peanut butter and jelly yet. They're like peanut butter and banana. (laughs) It's a match, but it's not, it's not the elite match like peanut butter. Exactly. 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 And, and, And that's what they were working at. And I think the biggest thing for me to answer my own question, it's, I was, I was, LeBron was. It looked like he was on to something special. And it was going to be interesting because he was going to have to get through a lot of things. If it was Milwaukee, if it was the Clippers, if it was whoever else in the West, the Rockets were, were, were going to be there and, and, and give some people issues. I, in my opinion, I don't know how much of an issue they actually would have been or will be, but it was going to be interesting because we were going to, we were going to get to see it all play out. I even – this is actually like true, true, true – uh, hater stuff, because they're for whatever reason they're still LeBron haters out there. And I was talking to this guy, who is a certified LeBron hater, and he talked about he talked about well, if something happens and they have to shorten up or do some some shorten the playoffs, like take a round out or whatever it is, right? And LeBron wins the title, then one of his titles is during a lockout. And then this one would be from the coronavirus. So it's a huge earmark on his legacy. It's like, yo, look, like, I get you don't like LeBron, but either way, at the end of the day, this is affecting kind of like the the end of LeBron's legacy. Like, this is a big, it's just a big screw in what, in a a wrench in what was going on. It's crazy. Yeah, I I think even if you don't like you can understand. I'm not one of those people. I, I try to stay objective, but you know, he and I are around the same age. So, you know, I, I think whether you relate to what he's trying to do or not, why I think a lot of times when someone inserts themselves in the conversation of being great, um, and I, and some people perceived it in a braggadocious manner, um, I think people were taken aback, and most people do not realize they're 
their level of God-given talent and or greatness and or purpose. And here's a guy from the beginning called himself the king. Many people didn't 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 like that. They you know, even Mike that. No, the chosen one, they didn't appreciate that. Even somebody like Michael Jordan, um, who was naturally gifted and worked hard, um, he didn't come in the man. He earned that. Kobe Bryant, people knew he had it. He had to work towards it. LeBron came in saying, I'm that dude. Like it or love it. As Jadakiss would say, do my thing in the hood and get right with a budget. At the end <laughs> of the day, um, it, it, he he's proven it. Not been in any trouble. Not you know, had any issues with other women. Married the, the mother of his child or children. Um, I, I think that people just hate. And I think it's easy to play a hate from the sidelines. feel like I'm using a lot of bad boy and, and locks references. But <laughs> yeah. I... I I feel like at the end of the day, um, I, I, I feel for him. And I think when we go back in history, we're going to see how Golden State coming out of nowhere in 2015, along with Kyrie Irving getting hurt and Kevin Love being hurt, you know, changed the trajectory. LeBron coming into Cleveland, they should have won in 2015. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. He could have easily had a couple more titles if, the, if, this, if this juggernaut didn't show up out of nowhere. For sure, but we could have said the same thing about Kobe and and and, and um and Shaq in two thousand four with with the with the Lakers and and them beating the, the Pistons or the Pistons beating them. People slept on the Pistons, and, and and when you listen to post game commentary, everybody would make it seem like Kobe had an off game about Tay on on Tayshawn Prince. No, Tayshawn Prince waxed that ass. Tayshawn Prince was a bully. Yes, <laughs> bully. Tayshawn, that whole squad was great. Though. With Ben Wallace, all those guys, it was just hard nosed hoops, no doubt. Yep. Let's move off of uh, the disappointment of the season and where it's at. Hopefully, they get it cleared and and the whole everything can get moving. But we need hoops back ASAP. What do you think about? It's confirmed on uh, April fifteenth, players will get paid. CJ McCollum recently had uh, and CJ McCollum thirty three percent, right? Yeah, bro. He's that first. Uh, CJ, one of my favorite guys in the league. He one of the smoothest players in the league. I love CJ. But yeah, he said a third of the league. Which is roughly 150 hoopers are living check to check. How do you like? What are your thoughts? What were your thoughts when you when you heard that? And do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you think that would affect future deals? Because we know about how Rich Paul and some of his guys are getting paid in full before the season starts. Give me your thoughts on that. I know Rich. Rich is a shrewd businessman. Um, True. And when <laughs> and when you get stuff wrong and it's in question, he will pick up a phone and call a text. I tell you that. <laughs> um, that. what I'll say is, is it relates to your, your initial question about, um, CJ McCollum and the 33%. No, it doesn't surprise me. You got to remember some guys, uh, in the NBA, it, it's predominantly African American. They are responsible. I think people often just think players are spending money on jewelry, cars and more, this but is don't valid, realize. This is a valid point. I already know where you're going. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. Some of these guys are taking care of their mom, their cousins. Uh, they're, they're people who may guilt them into feeling like you owe them. Um, based upon looking after you when you were a child or, you know, saved you from getting your butt kicked in the lunch line one time in the ninth grade. Like, there's a lot of, you know, Biggie said it best. Here we go again. More money, more problems. And so... People just think all this money is just superfluous. You still look, even when you get that check, 
you still got to pay your agent. You you still got to pay a publicist. You still got to pay your manager who's, you know, making all sure all the things happen. So, you know, I think we've come a long way from watching just the entourage standing around. Um, you know, people use Allen Iverson as the poster child for, you know, having an entourage and just a myriad of people standing around. Yeah, Antoine um, Walker, all that, all those guys, yeah. Right, and so when you look at LeBron, you know, he's put his friends to work, you know, and and in turn putting their friends to his friends to work, um, you know, starting agencies, starting production companies, because at the end of the day, that's seed money. Um, I, I think somebody that you'll be seeing in the next few years who who will follow who is following a similar blueprint in their own right uh, is one uh, in the Brooklyn Nets is Kyrie Irving. You know, all his friends are managing. You know, some of his 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 his, his things like Hermetic Friends and, and and some of the other things that he mentions that he has going on. I don't want to misspeak or speak on Kyrie's behalf. You know, he's pretty you know low key with it. But what I will say is, um, I think that in today's NBA culture. He was more alluding to the 10-day contract guys or, or putting them in a the pot along with, um, you know, the, 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 the guys who are signed for the rest of the season. So you look at all-stars, um, you know, LeBron ain't going to be living paycheck to paycheck. Carmelo Anthony is not going to live paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, those guys who, you know, are signed for 10-day contracts and are like 23, 24 years old, yeah. You know, those are the guys that 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 are going to be uh, affected. Uh, I, I've spoken to some players who, you know, who you know have been free agents throughout the course of the season and signed with teams. And I asked them how their money was, and they said their money is fun because they invested and they had someone in their ear early in the season. See, the thing is, you got to catch these guys early. It's almost like college when they tell you look to the left, look to the right. The person who's on the left may not be there. The person on the right might be there. But then you have that professor who tells you, who sees something in you and tells you, great, they catch you early on. It's, it's almost like that with a financial advisor. You have to find the right financial advisor because some of these guys take your money too. It's got to be the right fit. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, uh, it's a minefield like anything else. But it, it was interesting to hear him come out and say that. And one thing I will say is it was, a, and you know, McCollum is, uh, he's on the, NBA, though he, he rocks with the players. Like, I think he's the VP of the Players Association. He, he has some solid role um, in the Players Association. But it was refreshing to see him actually, like, have an opinion or have some numbers on it. Like, a lot of guys would be like, man, I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? So at least he's tapped in. He He's keeping track of, uh, you know, the rest of the guys in the league, how they're taking care of their money. And um, it was refreshing for him to even know that people are people are paying attention to that and people are talking about that and i saw in one of your uh your articles that it's not nowadays it's not crazy to hear people talk about stocks and investing money in business opportunities in the locker room just open talking yeah um one of the most successful businessmen um, in the NBA period is Shaq. Uh, I had him on the Scoopy Radio podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he has shared with me that two of the smartest business people that he was influenced by uh, was Isaiah Thomas. Uh, had him on the pod this week and Dave Bing, uh, former mayor of Detroit. Um, they've always been ahead of the curve. They've always seen the bigger picture. And one of the things Isaiah has told me in, in, in over the years is um he learned business on a sports level and how to make things happen 
by being under um, former the former Pistons owner, uh, Davidson. And Davidson gave him a lot of games, allowed him to sit in meetings, uh, board meetings, and really just took him under his wing. And, you know, you, you have Isaiah, who you know owns a champagne company, uh, has owned a popcorn company, a, a garbage refuse company and more. Um, when you talk about stocks, I think that's something that right now us as millennials are paying more attention to because some of us missed that curve in 2008 when the recession hit then. Right. And uh, I think the opportunity was there and we weren't up to snuff on it hundred percent. And maybe no. our pockets weren't right either, but we were a little younger, but it, it's, it's, it's coming back around. It, it sure is. Um, I, I think that um, purchasing stocks because it's as easy as, you know, going on cash app um, and, and, and purchasing stocks and, you know, um, and certain things that just make practical sense. If there's this, this, the stimulus package that's being passed or has been passed, you know, travel is going to affect it. So you go online and, you know, you, you even look at spirit airlines, you look at, you look at American airlines, you, you, you look at, you know, people are home, right? So people are depressed. They're trying to pass the time or get creative. You look at companies like Tilray, you know, where they, they, they're based in Canada and they handle, you know, certain things on the distribution side with marijuana because people are home smoking or drinking. Right. You know, you, you look at Zoom, everybody's conference calling on Zoom. So you look at certain things that are practical. Um, I know that I've just been learning a lot uh, about how, um, you know, price points is a big word and, and how people are looking to to invest like. Starbucks is like liquid, liquid crack, legalized liquid crack, yeah. um, and and the, the shares are lower now. So you you invest in those things. So I think, you know, players are becoming more educated about it. There's more candid conversations about it, and I think even the everyday person is paying more attention to those type of things. So it's a great time to be alive. You just got to manage your money the right way. No doubt, and I hope. Uh, and I was really happy to see that those guys were were getting that check on the fifteenth, and hopefully. Uh... We're just back to normal, and we don't even have to talk about things like that. Let's close it out here, man. What are your Let's thoughts on, on on the horse challenge? We got Trey Young, Chris Paul, a couple big big names, Zach Levine. They all confirmed that you know they're uh, they're going to be a part of it. We got Tamika Catchings, we got Paul Pierce, we got Connolly Jr., we got. Uh, Chauncey Billups. There's some legends in there. Some 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 players that are playing right now. What are your thoughts on, I guess, the competition or or, or how it's going to happen? And uh, are you looking forward to it? Um, because I'm gonna tell you this. I was <laughs> I was looking forward to the 2K joint a little bit, and I watched it for about five minutes, and I was like, this is not as fun as I thought it was gonna be. Personally, I think it's a little cheesy, but I get it. Uh, I haven't watched horse competition since um, uh, they did it at the All Star Game weekend. And no, it was a disaster. Was, yeah, at the All Star Game, right? So, like, yeah. it, it, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little cheesy. I can't lie. Um, I still think it's a little cheesy, but it's, it beats a blank. Um, you know, certain people don't want to sit and watch the 94 finals between the Knicks and the, and the Rockets. Some people don't want to watch, you know, 92 finals between the Bulls and the Blazers. Like, people want to watch live and newer content. So, um, I, I I get it. Um, I, I get it. I, just me as, a, as, again, a basketball purist. Not my cup of tea, but I get it. Yeah, I get it, too. And I think it uh, it's an opportunity. You know, State Farm's going to donate 200 k 
or to different charities and, and that type of thing. So it'll be it, it's a it's a it's a way to raise money for the COVID nineteen stuff that's going on and that it's a it's a sponsorship play. I get it, but I don't know if I'll be tuning in. <laughs> Put it like that. Give me the give me the ninety give me the ninety six finals. Give me the give me the old school hoops. I watched that all day before I turn on uh horse between Michael Conley Jr. and Paul Pierce. But like, nah, we talking '96 Finals, man. Suns, Suns, Bulls. Excuse me, Sonics, Bulls. Sonics, Bulls. What? That's that's GP, that's. Sean Kemp. That's like, those are that man. That hoops was. That's the pinnacle for me. But yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Brandon Scoop B Robinson. Tell the folks where they can catch you across all platforms, podcasts, heavy.com, everything. Yeah, you can check out the Scoopy Video Podcast. Make please subscribe on all platforms. Uh, Two point one million streams last year. We've had anybody from uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban to uh, the voice of Siri to DJ Khaled, tennis player uh, Pete Sampras. We've had Shaq on twice, Charles Barkley. So uh, please subscribe on all platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher app, or simply. Uh, by visiting scoopbradio.com and uh, senior NBA writer or senior writer at large at, um, at, at heavy.com. So uh, I can check my articles out there. Follow me on Twitter at scoopb and Instagram and Snapchat at scoop underscore b. Man, thank you so much for having me on today. I, I really appreciate you. Brandon, my guy, man. Absolutely. I'm going to have to come on uh, Scooby Radio myself. We can talk some shit about whatever we want to talk about, you know? Let, let's do it. Brandon, Scooby Robinson, I appreciate you, man. My man. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.